All right, all right. Here we go. Ready to rock and roll, as always. I think. Eh, yeah, I think so. So let's hit it already. Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Firefox News Online. Yes. Has your day been a hump day? Or has it been a humped day? Ah, the curious question that is asked on a Wednesday, the middle of the week, the hit the road, 
And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Kind of feeling, you know? It's like you just got to ask that question. Well, you know what? I think Joe Biden might be asking that very question because now it would seem that Mr. Biden has a $2 trillion tax until it really causes a coronary plan that he was touting earlier today. Tax the American people, regardless of their income level, into oblivion. He don't give a fuck if you're rich, middle class, poor, below poor, or don't earn even so much as a single solitary penny. All he cares about is having the money in the coffer so that the Democrats can do their utmost to fulfill their agenda. Yeah, it sounds like a really mighty wish list. And it is. It's a mighty fucked up wish list and it's kind of ridiculous. Now, of course, there are those who probably would sit there and, and look at their screens and go, are you shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? You mean to tell me that stupid motherfucker's got the balls to tax every American citizen into oblivion? Well, yes. You see, it kind of stands to reason that he would do this because how else is he going to pay for all the illegal aliens crossing our borders on their way into our country? I mean, he's got to pay for all those T-shirts he purchased. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just kind of common sense. And it's really, really, really that simple. But you know what? The Democrats don't want to make it simple to figure out. And yet, they have. They made it so simple that a dinosaur could figure it out. Oh, wait a minute. That would be people like Joe Biden. Completely and totally airheaded. Kind of like AOC. Yeah, see? He and AOC have something in common. They're both fucking airheads. And while it may sound simple in the speaking, but his tax plan has more holes in it than my favorite kind of cheese. Now, I'll tell you something. Between you, me, and the four winds, and that nice lamppost that you don't see, You know, I would venture to guess the reason that this tax plan of his is getting hammered by both sides of the aisle, not just one, but there are some on the left that are actually not taken too kindly to this, you know? They're looking at this and saying to themselves, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. 
but we're members of the rich. We're members of the upper crust, the upper class. Well, dumbasses in the Democratic Party, here's what you get for being stupid. I'm serious. This is what you're going to get. For, this is what you get for being stupid. See, how can I put this? No matter how many times you, you slice the pie, you still end up with a slice in there somewhere. And those slices equal, equal, yeah, equal people. I'm doing this live, folks. And those people that you're taxing into oblivion are going to remember you. Nobody will vote Joe Biden for re-election if he actually makes it to that, to, to that point. At his age, he'll be lucky if he makes it around the corner. He'll be lucky if he makes it from the bed to two feet away from the bed. I mean, the guy's old enough where, you know, if he's in poor health, his heart could give out any day. Any second. Come on, man. Heart attack. Now, I'm not wishing ill of the man. I'm just stating, stating a fact. He's 78 years old. The dude's body is a joke. The man can't even walk up stairs. He falls going up a flight of stairs. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells me. It tells me that boy needs some serious, serious, absolutely fucking serious retirement. Okay? The, the, the dude's, you know, the guy, he's got to retire and get out of politics. 50 years, almost, well, almost 50 years in politics. Now, let me point something out with this tax plan. It's designed to pay for, a lot of it supposedly will pay for the infrastructure. Well, wait a minute. So that infrastructure bill, I see said the blind man to the deaf woman as they walked across 42nd Street in front of an oncoming Midtown bus. He taxes us. We go fucking broke because of the, the high taxes. And it pays for the infrastructure that a lot of the infrastructure bill doesn't even actually mean infrastructure. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. It's got more holes in it than Swiss cheese. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast everywhere. And I do mean everywhere around the world. Are you ready for a brand new beat? Oh, sorry. It's just been one of those days today. It's time now, as always, 
and believe me, I'm not kidding, for the rest of the story. And joining me on the phone lines at 347-945-5747 is none other than that Lone Star State star, Gunslinger. And by the way, Gunslinger, uh, no, I said talking points, not farting points. Trust me, if they were farting points, uh... Just be glad you don't have smell smell radio. You know that smell-o-vision joke? Well, now there's smell radio. That's right, folks. You can find yourself enjoying smell radio. Every time your host passes gas, you get asphyxiated. Real funny gun. Real funny stuff <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Well, I was going to say, well, you might want to put a clause in there about uh, bringing out the hazmat guys. You know, gas warfare. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't be a bad idea. (laughs) But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, this, this tax thing is fucked up. Did not I hear you heard it. Mike heard it. We all heard it when President Trump, which I still think he's president, um, was on the campaign trail. Did he not say that the tax that, that the Democrats are going to raise your fucking taxes? <laughs> uh, what do you think they're doing? Over what? <clears throat> I mean, that's all they do is raise taxes on everybody. Now, I could see raising taxes on the rich because they got the money. That's why they're rich. But for the middle class and lower middle class and poor people like us, uh, that's bullshit. You talk about nickel and diamond you to death, that's exactly what they're doing. They're nickel and diamond you to death. Okay? But that's what they want. They want you subservient. They want you servient to the master. And they are the masters. <laughs> Supposedly. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, of course they want everyone subservient to them. They've been they've been crying the blues long, long ago in a power vacuum far, far away. You see, when you do that long enough, your and all your plans go up in smoke. Trump impeachment. Trump colluding with Russia and all that stuff. Well, here's where it becomes necessary to use subterfuge. Lies, hearsays, and innuendos. Well, they had to concoct Another impeachment that failed, of course, in the impeachment sham and trial. And while they were concocting all that and getting all of their ducks in a row with that, even deeper behind the scenes, they concocted the method by which to steal the election. Hell, it worked for Venezuela, didn't it? Well, it works 
for the Democrats here in America. Problem is, now that Joe Biden is sitting in the White House, all that talk about 25th Amendment, all of a, for some reason, isn't happening anymore. They have their puppet in the White House. Kamala's just there for... to. I know I'm going to make people barf when I say this because I feel like barfing just thinking about it. She's just there for her pretty looks. Sorry. Yuck. Yuck. So, trust me. She ain't there to look pretty. She's there chomping at the bit, waiting to take over. And everybody keeps calling it uh, the Harris administration anyway. So why? what are they waiting for? Because they have their puppet on a string in the form of Joe Biden. They've got all their power back. And yes... <clears throat> Everything he's done that bypasses the Congress is okay with them. They're happy with it. They're not going to rock the boat because everything he signed has been sanctioned by Pelosi. Sanctioned by Schumer. Sanctioned by the DNC. So these tax increases are only the beginning of a much larger and more criminally envisioned disaster for America. Now, I'll tell you something. I'm getting tired of it. I am. If it wasn't for the fact I could go I could go to jail for saying something like this, but if I were a if I were the kind of radical son of a bitch that people claim I am, I'd turn around and say, "Okay, America, every single American citizen, every single born, bred, raised and crazed American citizen, young and old alike, converge on the White House with me." We're going to go in with, with sheriffs, constitutionally elected sheriffs, and we are going to take this alleged so-called president out by the seat of his pants if we have to. Just watch out for his depend underwear because he may shit his pants real bad. You don't want to <laughs> grab too deep. And drag this motherfucker to a jail cell. Right along with his bitch cunt horse skank, Kamala Cameltoe. And then we go on down the road and we go into the Capitol building. We tell all those National Guard boys and girls, part like the red, like Moses did the Red Sea, part. We're coming through. We have a job to do. You want to stop us? You go right ahead. But then you're then, then as far as we're concerned, you're being you're treason. You're traitors. You've committed an act of treason. 
Do you think an American soldier is going to want to hear that kind of shit? Nah. And we'll just walk right into the congressional offices and start taking motherfuckers from the Democrat side of the aisle that agree with Joe Biden all the way and say, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. Now, when you get to the jail cell, you'll be wearing an orange jumpsuit, not a black and white striped suit, although that would be great if we put, especially if we put that <laughs> ball and chain on your ankle. See, if I were a real nasty, rotten, ornery son of a bitch, well, son of a bitch, I'd arrest all their asses, right along with, dep- with every sheriff in the country. course i would have to have a way to get there too but you see that would have to be the last resort and unfortunately i hate to say this but reality does have to sink in it'll never happen this country has been whipped into submission they just don't know it how you doing mike How you doing, uh, George and Glenn? Uh, if this was sporting points, uh, we would be ta- I would be talking to the spy lover. Uh, I would be talking to, of course, the esteemed congressman from California, Mr. Fartwell. Oh, yes, Eric, Eric Fartwell. Yes, I yeah. love that echo effect. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you're right. They can't. They have never let. A, they have never seen a tax that they don't like. The Democrats, and that's no. That's no joke. That's that's the flat God God's honest truth. You know, I mean, look at it. Every time. Now, granted, we had. The only Democrat that has never—I don't think—ever planned on raising taxes was JFK, and look at where that got him. You know, you know he he cut taxes way down. Now, at, when he cut them down, they were up at seventy percent or whatever they were at the time, and he cut it cut it down to forty. Mm. Whatever, I think it was for thirty-five, forty percent. But still, he cut taxes as a Democrat. Now, I've said this about JFK, and I'll say it about his brother RFK. They would not be Democrats today. They just wouldn't, you know. But that's that's neither here nor there. Well, Mike, they, I think I think there's they, a there's a want, there's a difference between the Democrats of the JFK days and a huge hawking difference between the Democrats of today. Right. Right. You had JFK, RFK. You had uh, well. I well, I'm, say, I'm so, what I'm saying is the say Democrats of that Kennedy, era. Ted Kennedy, but right. so the, the Democrats of the Kennedy, Kennedy days. Ted Kennedy is more akin. Yeah, Ted Kennedy is more akin to the Democrats of today, or was more akin to the Democrats of today <laughs> than his brothers were. 
you know. Yeah, but but, but again, but again, Mike, you, but, you got, what I'm trying to what, what I think you need to understand, and I think a lot of people need to know the difference between and understand is the Democrats of today are are ruthless, power mad despots. The Democrats of back in Kennedy's years, back in the back in the early '60s, and we're talking a vast, huge difference. They weren't like the Democrats are today. See, back then, you didn't have the 24-hour news cycle to step in front of the camera of and be a ham all day long. How many Democrats went on to CNN, MSNBC, between the two of them, and actually sat there or took turns going to the cameras? I mean, it, it seemed like every 10, 15 minutes you had a Democrat right there on Capitol Hill, in front of the cameras. That's the way it is today. Back in the 60s, there was no 24-hour news cycle, so they didn't have that. Their mentality and their demeanor was far less sharp, far less power-mad. They weren't the power-mad despots that the Democrats are today. So it's really a big difference. Right. And, and yes, Cherokee Rose even says... Today, Democrats of today are radicals, and she's right, and extremists, spot on there too. So if you look at the Democrats the way they are today, and look about 40 years, 40 some odd years, 40 or 50 some odd years ago, at the Democrats of back in John F. Kennedy and Robert F. Kennedy's years, the Democrats back then were pussycats. They were timid. They weren't the power-mad despots we have now. Oh, boy, were they a lot different. You could actually look at a Democrat and, and actually have a decent sit-down conversation with them. Whereas today, you're lucky if you get 10 seconds. Or, worse of all, you call up their office wanting to talk to them and you get one of their aides. Yeah. Think about it. Does what I just said right. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It really does. And as far as the taxing goes, George, you know, for the longest time, they considered themselves Robin Hood, taken from the rich and given to the poor, right? That was their general feel about taxes. We we tax in the we tax in the rich to give to everybody else, right? To give to the poor. Well, that's changed. And really, Robin Hood was not about taxing the rich to give to the poor. He was about taking the money from the government to give to the people, right? So, so that's a misnomer about what Robin Hood was. Now, now. If they're going to tax everybody, well, right now, how are they going to tax the poor when the poor don't pay taxes? There, There's a great swath of people in the country that don't pay any taxes whatsoever. Zero taxes. So how are they going to raise taxes on those people 
to have them pay taxes? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but we're talking Democrats here, right? I mean, logic escapes them. Well, I think I think what what you may want to consider too is that Democrats in this modern world we live in, the 21st century, unlike that of the Democrats of, of decades gone by, you know, back from when we were kids and even beforehand, um, what, what, what it comes down to is this. You see, they, the, the Democrats today want every ounce of power they can get their hands on, right? So, they're going to lie, they're going to cheat, and they're going to steal, well, they've done all that so far. Now, they've fulfilled that aspect of it, of their agenda. So now, the next step is to tax every poor bastard on the planet into the poorhouse. And claim it is for the benefit of the American people. Okay, And that's what they're doing. They don't give a flying fuck about anybody but themselves. Right or wrong, Gun? Well, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, they don't give a fuck about anybody. They don't even give a fuck about themselves. So you know, it's always easier to spend somebody else's money, isn't it? I've heard that for decades, and that's what they base their principles on. They don't give a fuck. I mean, yeah, you're right. How How's the, the poor that don't pay taxes going to increase their taxes? Don't make no sense, okay? Uh, but see, this is what Trump was doing away with, okay? Now, not only is he going to tax the individuals, the private citizens out here, now he's going to tax taxes. Oh, boy. I can see them flying away in droves. Oh, wait a minute. It's already happening. They're already leaving the country. Why did they come back? Because Trump's tax breaks. Okay. Now this bozo is putting them right back in. Now they're going to go flying away again. There goes the jobs. There goes all this shit. He ain't improved any. He ain't improved shit. He's a job killer. <laughs> go ahead. Well... <clears throat> As far as, see, taxing people into the poorhouse, see, they would have a problem ta doing that to, to guys like you and I. What fucking poorhouse? Okay? We're already getting, uh, we're already living at, at so far below the poverty level, they have to dig a hole, stick in a pipe, with mirrors going through it, so we can so we can see the the, the sunshine at the at the other end. Because that's how far below the poverty line folks like you know like you and I have hit. Unless we're making somewhere in the neighborhood of minimum in our social security. 
five grand a month. We are at the poverty line. No, we're deeply under it. I've said this so many times and it bears repeating. We can sit back and we can talk about this till the cows come home, but at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, is there anything we can do to stop it? Is there anything anyone can do to stop it? I'm not a politician. I don't reside in Washington, D.C., and I do not have a position on Capitol Hill that puts me in a position of power to do that. I'm a registered voter. That's about all I've got. So it's up to the politicians who are in office that constantly tell us, we represent the people. We do this. We do that. We do, 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 do. We do, do. Well, you better grab a little extra toilet paper if you do, do. Because right now, you don't, don't. <laughs> hey, you laugh. I'm not kidding. I haven't seen a politician do a shitting thing. That has helped us. Now. Saying howdy do to Iggy Mom. Who has joined us by way of. Twitch.tv. And. Uh, Cherokee Rose says. They're going to destroy the middle class. She's right. The Democrats are out to destroy the middle class. The. Uh, basically, anything, anything, anyone that's middle class and below. That's what they want to destroy. That's what they're out to destroy. I, and Cherokee Rose says, I think that may be their goal. And, Yeah. Their goal is to their goal is to make us subservient to the government. Turn us into sheeple. Yeah. I don't bow to anyone. Do you understand? <laughs> It's it's worse than that. I was How can it be much worse if I if I sit here talking like that long enough? I'll go. I'll, I'll lose my voice. But, but but it's worse than that. They want us to be lemmings and follow us, follow them off the cliff. Hmm. That's what they want us to do. By the way, Iggy Mom says hello, gentlemen. Yo, Iggy. Iggy. So, before I forget, 
There is something that I've been meaning to say for the last, I don't know how long now, and I need to say this. Hey, Democrats, I've got a message for you. It's from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. If you can, if you can understand my words, just give a nod. I know you can. Here's what you need to do, Democrats. Remember that we are people. It is we the people. And one last message from my neighborhood. <laughs> That felt so good. <laughs> I had to have that little bit of fun. Although, that was a transcribed announcement. Paid for by the Insanity Inc. Resort. Hello, neighbor. It's nice to know that my vocal talents are appreciated. <laughs> Cherokee Rose says, George does an awesome Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I think if Fred Rogers were still alive, he'd probably take one listen to me and go, I'm not sure he does it quite that well. He doesn't call for picture picture or trolley or King Friday. Uh, last time I checked, I was in a in a control room. I had a control room behind my head, and, and, and no, I, I think Fred Rogers would be just happy with the fact that I can actually do uh, a somewhat decent impression. Okay. Anyway, time to move on, guys. Time to move on here, because uh, Lord knows. I could do that all day long, and we'd never get a single bit of discussion in the rest of the night. So, I think we'll just start digging into these stories. Now, I want you all to listen to this very carefully. Listen to this very carefully. This is from townhall.com. The King Five investigators have learned I gotta stop a video that started and my scrolling won't work. God, I hate this automatic start shit. And there's no way to shut it off. All right. I was not expecting that. Uh... I will show you an image after I finish this reading this story. For proper context. As a record number of unaccompanied minors continue to flock across the United States-Mexico border, both the federal government and nonprofit organizations are looking at temporary housing for the children. Border Patrol and HHS facilities are running far over capacity. In fact, the Donna Border Patrol facility in Texas is running at 1,700% above capacity. There are 4,100 unaccompanied minors in that facility. 
that is designed for no more than 250 people. And, the, and that seems to be a common thread throughout the immigration system. The, unpre the unprecedented number of unaccompanied minors and families acro crossing the border has nonprofit organizations re restructuring and rethinking their programs. That's precisely what Friends of Youth, a Washington State-based program providing services and housing for homeless and foster youth, decided to do. The nonprofit realized they could receive extra funding for taking in unaccompanied minors. Friends of Youth restructured, which meant four, which meant four foster kids between the ages of 12 and 18, and their foster parents were kicked out of their home in Renton. Edmundo and Paula Serena Sanchez have provided roughly 20 foster kids with a home over the last seven years. Their home, however, is a facility that belongs to Friends of Youth. The home is being transitioned to provide a different scope of services in support of unaccompanied youth, a letter from the nonprofit stated. The reason for the change, according to Friends of Youth, Chief Program Deanne Adams, is the organization saw a new funding source with the federal government's Office of Refugee Resettlement and decided to use the Howard's house where Serena Sanchez and his foster family now live as housing for undocumented immigrant children, King Five reported. Now, despite there being an eviction moratorium in place, the nonprofit says, there are they are exempt uh, let me check something real quick before I go any further uh, in regards to that eviction moratorium there has been no further word on whether it's been extended or not it ends as of midnight tonight The agreement in place with, his, with this family is not a traditional rent-lease agreement. And therefore does not fall under the eviction moratorium. The Friends of Youth's FAQ page reads, The family voluntarily entered into an agreement that clearly stipulated a lack of lease or residential tenancy rights. Friends of Youth's Director of Marketing and Communications, Hannah Mello, told KTTH the nonprofit wouldn't see an increase in funding from, that, from the decision. The organization, however, did receive $410,588 from the Office of Refugee Resettlement. The funding, according to Mello, will come directly from the federal government, not the state. The new residential program 
will receive funding from the federal government for the youth in our care. However, the funding will be provided as a reimbursement for costs they have incurred under strict federal guidelines, Mello said in a statement. The foster care system lacks adequate bed space for foster care kids, which has resulted in them being housed in hotel rooms and state office buildings instead of keeping these foster kids in a loving, stable environment where they can thrive, the nonprofit organization chose unaccompanied minors over America's youth. Why on earth are they allowing this to happen to our most vulnerable youth? It's wrong. State Representative Michelle Caldier, a former foster child herself, told King 5. There's a reason as to why they are choosing to go with the unaccompanied minors and change the pr- their program. They tend to chase the dollars. The worst part is, this is having a dramatic toll on the four foster kids that were living in the home, especially after being on lockdown over the last year. One of the kids had to be taken to the hospital for panic attacks while a teenager ran away and has yet to return. But remember, folks, this isn't a border crisis. It's simply a humanitarian challenge. And it's having a grave impact on America's youth. America's children in foster care are casualties of war. That's how I'm, that's the way I'm going to phrase it. You see, when the foster care system decides that unaccompanied illegal alien minors are better than America's youth that are in foster care, that's when I say, that's the last fucking straw. That has that brings this situation as having gone too motherfucking far. America, wake the fuck up. And we lost Gunslinger on the line. I don't know. Mike, is it me? Or are are the youth of our country being sacrificed at the altar of Democrat stupidity? Well... You've already answered the question. I mean, think about it. We've been sacrificed on the altar of Democrat stupidity for a long time. 
over many different things. This is just the latest, right? So, I mean, and the altar of stupidity is a very large altar. You know, so just another, this is just another thing. I mean, the tax thing is is very stupid. The hatred, the the gun thing is very stupid. You know, the not wanting to get, not wanting to investigate. You know, uh, well, election integrity is very stupid. You know, we know why they don't want to do that, but that's neither here nor there. So, I mean, look, stupid. Stupid is as stupid does, to, to quote good old uh, Forrest Gump. You know, so that's what it is. Stupid is as stupid does. And to quote another guy, stuck on, they're stuck on it. They're stuck on stupid. Mm-hmm. They are stuck on stupid, all right. Gunslinger, I'm glad to see you're back. Um, you heard the the article, I, I hope, before you dropped. Yeah, I just dropped for a second there. Skype, <laughs> what do you expect? Doctor Shaft, uh, you know, you know how they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so, so, I, yeah. answer me this question, Gunslinger. Why is America allowing the Democrats to? in this situation to place America's youth, the kids in foster care, especially dead last on the back burner. You've got one foster child who ran away and has yet to be heard from. How is the, how, how can the American people allow this to continue? That is the $64,000 question, okay? Um, it's amazing that it even started to start with, okay? Much less progressed to this point. <laughs> this is ridiculous. These people down there that are putting these illegals first, they should be horsewhooked, and I'll use that word lightly, okay? When you go out there and you put your fellow Americans, citizens, over and above these, or don't, you, put, you take these illegals and you put them above the American citizens, children, everybody else, including the dog, okay? There's something fucked up here. As the old saying goes, there's something rotten in Denmark, okay? Uh, to me, that only shows you how anti-American that these people are including Joe Blow in the White House. They're communists. That's what communists do. Did, do, still do, for that matter. There's still communism out in the world. <laughs> We're seeing it right here in our own fucking government. That'll prove something right there. So when you have this, these lines of these people that are continuing to break the laws, and do what they do, what they please. Won't even let the media in there until just recently. See what Senator Cruz had to do. Okay, these people are living in third world shit conditions. Yeah, 
if they want to give him clothes and give him food, medical attention, blah, 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 what Trump did, send them back home, okay? Let their own country deal with them. I said that a zillion times. Let their own country deal with them, okay? We got too much to go. We got too much now, <laughs> way too much. But, you know, I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, you know, well, they want to get a better life. Well, you know, why don't you try doing that in your own country, okay? I mean, are you are you people that fucking stupid? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. All these people that are starving to death over in these all these other countries, you see them on YouTube, they're documentary, documentaries. Go look them up. You know, kids are, you know, finished toothpicks. Because they're starving to death. Why? They don't know how to grow things. They don't know how to produce stuff. I mean, what's the fucking problem? I mean, is it because it's communism, socialism? Well, there may be a combination of all of all of them. I don't know, but until they change their attitudes over there, they're just going to keep coming over here, coming over here, coming over here, and sucking the tit off of this government. Well, you know, the tits will eventually dry up. <laughs> Sorry to say, it's eventually going to dry up. And then there ain't going to be no nothing for anybody. You know, when you start doing these, these programs and you're giving money and giving all this shit, well, I mean, just like, you know, the, 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 the National Guard troops that were sleeping on cold concrete floors in parking garages around Washington deceive us. While yet these fucking illegals they're the the, the, road, the red carpet's being rolled out for them. Money, health care, clothes, food, everything. Allowing them to stay and all this shit. Well, our soldiers, okay, every veteran out there should be blowing their fucking, they should be blowing their top right now, okay? Yet they treat those people sleeping on cold floors, these people... And they're putting them, putting them up in, in, in hotels. <laughs> Boy, with a continental breakfast, I heard. They don't even get the, the soldiers didn't even get that. What'd you say? There was, there was one bathroom for a couple of hundred. Are you serious? Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. And I, and I brought this up on the show not too long after. President, <sighs> President Trump turned around and offered every single one of those soldiers hotel a hotel room food on the you know they were built they were builded they were fed and all in his own hotel yep he went out of his way to have a you know and he doesn't get anything out of this at the time, he wasn't getting a dime from, from from his hotels. Okay. Basically, he told his son Donald Jr., "Look, you're running the business. I can't make the decision myself, being the president of the United States. So here's what you're going to need to do. Every single hotel room we've got goes to a soldier. End of discussion." Do you think Junior's going to argue with Daddy? Uh-uh. Because Junior probably offered them the, the rooms anyway. 
But do you think the Biden dictatorship is going to do that? Uh Uh-uh. Mike? No. No, they're not. The Biden, I mean, the Democrats have a natural hatred, dislike, well, I use the word dislike, well, well, hatred for the military, right? There's no way they would have done that. I mean, we saw what they did, right? They put them in a a freaking parking garage, you know? And put them up well, in a hotel. Well, that was Pelosi's doing. Right. So it's like, what do you, what do they want to do? How do they want to piss, how much more do they want to piss off the American people? Because generally speaking, the American people like the military. I mean, they're, yeah, Democrats. Some of these Democrats, okay, I get it. All right, I get it. Some of these guys are Democrats, and they don't like the military. But for the, you know, for the most part, the American people love the military. They, they love the, they love, you know, they love uh, law enforcement, military, and all that good stuff. You know, you know. So it's like. Okay. Unless and you're in Tifa and Black here's Lives Matter. with that. Though. Then you don't like either one. Here's the deal with that, George, though. Think about it. With these Democrats, most of these Democrats that are in office right now, they're in, and they're in their what? Their 70s, right? When they, were, when they were 18, 19, and 20 years old, what was going on? Most of them, like Nancy Pelosi and stuff like that, they went in the seventies. This was in the they're in the seventies now, and they was in in the in the fifties, in the late fifties, early six, early to mid sixties, maybe going into the seventies. What were they doing? They were pro. They were probably protesting, you know, the Vietnam War. You know, protesting the military. In fact, I would say that some of these older Democrats that are in office now, probably with some of the ones that might have been, well, spitting on the military as they came back from Vietnam, you know? You know, I mean, I'm not putting a particular person, a particular Democrat right now of doing that, but who knows, you know? There could be particular ones. So these guys just don't get it, and... And and like you said, you're not you're not. Uh, uh, President Trump didn't have to. He probably didn't even have to tell uh, Don Jr. and Eric and them to do that to put these people up at the hotel, right? Because Don Jr. and Eric and all these other people, Ivanka and and um, you know, they they know. They know how their dad thinks. Right. And, and the only thing that, anyway. that Donald Trump had to do was, as commander-in-chief, pass the word on to uh, the Joint Chiefs and all that to tell these guys, hey, you can, you, you can build it over at the hotel. You don't, have to sl- you don't have to sleep in a garage. 
Right. So, so that then there's that, and of course, I mean, do we do we even do we even know if he knew knew what was if he has enough if Biden has enough around him enough about him, in other words, to know that you could do that stuff. That he could do that. He he is the commander in chief, and he can do it. You know, I mean, there's there's question marks about not just his incont his his well, you used the word last night, incontinence and incompetence, but his brain, you know, his, his thinking processes and stuff like that. You know, that we don't know what goes on in his brain and we don't know how much of his brain is there for things to go on in it, right? So it's like, yeah, he's surrounded with people, but look at the people who he's surrounded by, right? Mm. Freaking uh, John Kerry who threw medals that may or may not have been his medals over the fence of the White House when he came back from Vietnam and called and called his the guys he served with baby killers. You know? Look at look at who he surround look at who he surrounded himself with. I mean when when we were talking yes, Obama man. about Obama Yeah. When we were talking about Obama and as he was getting elected and running and stuff and we people were going, well, let's talk about the people who Obama surrounded himself with and look at who they are and who, what they are. Well, we got to do the same thing with Biden because most of the people he's surrounding himself with at some point or another were in the Obama White House. Right? I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm Just wrong, about everyone that was involved in the Obama dictatorship or involved in the Biden dictatorship. Yep. So, so we're going to say, and we know how, we know how, we know what uh, Biden did to, uh, we know what Obama did to the military and how he treated the military and how he, Certain things that he didn't—he took his damn sweet time uh, making decisions to go out and do with the military, and you know, pussyfooting around and all that crap, mm-hmm. and using the military to make points and stuff like that. We know what he did with the military, and if we're getting people that running the, that are running the military that are from the Obama re- regime. Uh, regime in the Biden regime, what do you think is going to happen? Well, Cherokee Rose uh, said on Twitch that Kerry is a traitor. And she's right. As far as I'm concerned, he's a traitor. You know? I've always, I've, I've always believed that of, of John Kerry. Because of, because of his actions. You know, they, there's an old saying, actions speak louder than words. 
And his actions definitely did that. And she and Cherokee Rose said, yep. In regards to the situation the way it is with the military now, it's even worse this time around. You know, it's worse this time around. The only thing we haven't seen yet, and notice I said yet, is Biden hasn't hasn't uh, gone for cutting the military budget like Obama did, or cutting our our troop strength. He does that. I guarantee the the American people are had better have their fucking hands ringing and in, in wait of him to get. Not 25th Amendment, but impeached. I don't know what the the Republican Party is waiting for, but there are things that Biden has done that I would think are impeachable offenses. They went after Trump. The Democrats did. Why are the Republicans sitting on their ass? What are they waiting for? That's the one thing that that bothers me about this whole thing. Now, folks, I did say I wanted to show you this image. This is a uh, image uh, from the Hill.com article. And I want you to take a good look at this because I guarantee you're not going to like what you see. Oh, before I do that, let me put this image in the chat room for uh, Gunslinger and, and Mike to see. There you go, guys. Now, this is just one, what they call pods. It's just a fancy cage. That's all it is. It's a fancy fucking cage. Look at this. Lined up like cordwood. Like cords of wood, they're lined up. Practically one on top of the other. And look at the very back. Look at that back wall on those benches. Because there's no place for them to lay down. Those kids are sitting on benches. They're sitting on benches because they can't lay down and sleep. And if you notice, there's one per- there's one kid laying down on the bench because there's no place on the floor to lay down. The overcrowding in these cages is horrendous so as far as i'm concerned biden who still has yet to go down there by the way what why is he avoiding the southern border why is he avoiding going to donna texas to the to this uh to this location Why avoid this? This is your doing, Biden. This is your doing. This is your crisis. Why are you sitting and just ignoring 
the obvious. You caused this. No one else. Now, Cherokee Rose said, it's sad. They'd rather cage them up like this rather than deport them back to their home countries. Inhumane. No truer words were ever spoken. No truer words have ever been spoken. Now, according to Newsmax, reversing Trump Pentagon, reversing Trump Pentagon to release new transgender policy. The Pentagon on Wednesday will sweep away Trump era policies that largely ban transgender people from serving in the military, issuing new rules that offer them wider access to medical care and assistance with gender transition, defense officials told the Associated Press. The new department regulations allow transgender people who meet military standards to enlist and serve openly in their self-identified gender, and they will be able to get medically necessary transition-related care authorized by law, said the officials, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss internal decisions not yet made public. The changes come after a two-month Pentagon review aimed at developing guidelines for the new policy, which, ha- which was announced by Joe Biden just days after he took office in January. Biden's executive, or- Biden's executive order overturned the Trump policy and immediately prohibited any service member from being forced out of the military on the basis of gender identity. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin then gave the Pentagon two months to finalize the more detailed regulations that the military services will follow. The new rules also prohibit discrimination based on gender identity. Austin has also called for a re-examination of the records of service members who were discharged or denied re-enlistment because of gender identity issues under the previous policy. Results of that review have not been released. Until a few years ago, service members could be discharged from the military for being transgender. But that changed during the Obama administration. In 2016, the Pentagon announced that transgender people already serving in the military would be allowed to serve openly, and that by July 2017, they would be allowed to enlist. After Donald Trump took office, however, his administration delayed the enlistment date and called the additional and called for additional study. A few weeks later, Trump caught military leaders by surprise, tweeting that the government wouldn't accept or allow transgender people to serve in any capacity in the military. After a lengthy and complicated legal battle, and additional reviews, the Defense Department in April 2019 approved a policy that fell short of an all-out ban but barred transgender troops and recruits from transitioning to another sex and required most individuals to serve in what the administration called their birth gender. 
Under that policy, currently serving transgender troops and anyone who had signed an enlistment contract before the effective date could continue with plans for hormone treatments and gender transition if they had been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. But after that date, no one with gender dysphoria who was taking hormones or had transitioned to another gender was allowed to enlist. Troops that were already serving and were diagnosed with, with gender dysphoria were required to serve in the gender assigned at birth and were barred from taking hormones or getting transition surgery. The new policies, being released Wednesday, are similar to those developed in 2016. As of 2019, an estimated 14,700 troops on active duty and in the reserves identify as transgender, but not all seek treatment. Since, since July 2016, more than 1,500 service members were diagnosed with gender dysphoria. As of February 1, 2019, there were 1,071 currently serving. According to the Pentagon, the department spent about $8 million on transgender care from 2016 to 2019. The military's annual health care budget tops $50 million, excuse me, $50 billion. All four service chiefs told Congress in 2018 that they had no, ooh, excuse me, they had seen no discipline, more morale or unit readiness problems with, tra with transgender troops serving openly in the military. But they also acknowledged that some commanders were spending a lot of time with transgender people who were working through medical requirements and other transition issues. Okay, first of all, uh, I'm going to say something that's probably going to shock the fuck out of a whole bunch of people. But if I were serving in the U.S. Army, and there was a there was there was a guy sitting next to me who who suffered from from uh, gender dysphoria, or had or was or, or was transgender. Uh, my first thing, my first thought is, you're in the wrong unit, pal. Seriously, you're in the wrong unit. You need to fall back, way back, like so far back that you're in the, you're in line waiting to sign on the dotted line. It has been proven, documented in all, that those who transition taking those hormone treatments suffer from emotional issues. The last thing any combat soldier needs on a combat line is a soldier who's sitting there crying in his coffee because the, the, the stuff they're taking is causing them all kinds of emotional upheavals. That's not the the battlefield is no place for trans for transgender. I I'm sorry, but that's a fact. You want to serve in the military? You better be all man or all woman born that way. Bottom lining it, that's the way it is.
Every person I served with in the New York Guard was the person they were born as. There wasn't a transgender person in the lot. But of course, I was serving at a time when transgender wasn't even an issue. Barack Obama hadn't even taken, taken over yet. But let me put something out there. I'm not trying to disparage the people who are, who are transgender. I'm merely stating that they don't belong on the battlefield. That's a dangerous, very dangerous situation to be placed in. And what if during an emotional breakdown, we're under enemy fire? That puts the unit in danger. That places everyone on the combat line in jeopardy. I said this a while back. If Biden gets in, it's going to be Obama 2.0? No. Obama 2.0 is, is the second term. Obama 3.0, however, is a third term. This is Obama 3.0. Because everything that Biden is doing, Obama had done, him, had done when, he was t- when he took over the White House. And uh, I see Gunslinger dropped again, and he's back. So again, man, I'm back. Let's put the bottom line here. Are we seeing a repeat of the Obama hostage holding of the presidency in the form of Joe Biden when it comes to these uh, to to this transgender issue, or any of the policies that that Biden is imposing? Because a lot of these policies sound very familiar, a la Obama regime. Mike, starting with you. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's what's going on. And hell, even if even if they do at some point take uh, him out and put her in, it you don't. I mean, look, he's very, uh, well, what's her name? Miss Heels Up Harris is very, very close to the Obamas, both her and her husband. So nothing's going to change if they take him out and put her in. Nothing. All right. So it'd be the continuation of the term. And then let's just say, uh, let's just say she gets reelected after, you know, that'd be a fourth term for Obama, basically. You know, so that's what it, that's what we're that's what we're staring down the barrel of the gun at, right? Is continuing, I want to say in perpetuity, but at least for the next several years uh, for the next almost decade continuing uh, depending on whether she gets elected or not continuing Obama's you know agenda so yeah that's that's what we're looking at and if you if you look at that 
if you look at it realistically, you can see that's what we're looking at. And so, back to you, George. All right, Gunslinger, what do you say? <clears throat> well, you know, if you got somebody like that in a firefight, for example, I wouldn't want them near me. I mean, if they don't know what's swinging down there or not supposed to be swinging down there between their legs, uh, gee whiz. I mean, hey, you know, enemy, shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, well, I don't know which side of the bed I got up on this morning. I don't know where if I want some dick or I want some pussy. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, why don't you, you, you shoot. I don't want to touch that nasty. I, I, I break a fingernail. You know, that's a bunch of bullshit. When you're in a situation like that and there's bullets flying at you, uh, they don't need to be there. No, they just don't need to be there. I mean, I, it's just, that's, that's insane. I mean, would you trust your life to one of these people that don't even know? They're so fucking confused. They don't know what they got down there. And you want to trust them to back you up in a firefight? (laughs) Not me. Sorry. Go get yourself, you know, somebody else on that one. Uh, uh, And it's, yeah, it's Obama's. Yeah, it all started with him because he's the butt buddy, remember? All this shit started with him. This transgender, this just. LGBTQ, few FH, CDC, whatever. Okay, bullshit. It all started with him because we know he's either well, he's either a closeted faggot or he's a, at least bisexual. Okay, married to Michael. You know what Michael is. <laughs> okay, it's definitely got something swinging down there. So it all started with that. So once he basically came in with a closet, okay, if you want to call it. Then the world sees, oh, look, the United States has got a faggot as a president, at least bisexual anyway. Oh, now we can all come out of the closet now. You know, it's like a flock of fucking vultures coming out. Okay? And that's exactly what happened. That's how all this shit started. It didn't, there wasn't none of this shit before Obama. Okay? Now, there was closet faggots and all that shit in the closet. Well, okay, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Okay? But they didn't flaunt it in your face. You didn't see drag queens teaching kindergarten children. Oh, it's okay to have two mommies. It's okay to have two daddies. Oh, yeah, boy, you know. And questioning their sexuality at five years old, four years old. Are you fucking serious? Are you that fucking sick, perverted? I mean, you, you serious? They, they're just barely love learning what coloring books are at that age. Much, much less what they're going to do with that thing between their legs. Okay, but yet, oh, it's okay to do that. It's okay, you know. Oh my God, it gives you a headache. Okay, but this is Obama's fault, and he just, Doctor Michael, saying it's just Obama, same book, only what now? We're up to chapter four now, <laughs> and growing. <laughs> Go ahead. Look, I don't give two shits whether a person is gay, lesbian, bisexual transgender, or whatever the fuck. I don't give two shits. That's their. That's what they want to do. That's what they're going to do. As long as they don't try to do it around do it around me or... Uh, I, actually, <laughs> I actually had somebody say to me, well, how would you... How can you tell if, if, if the person's an actu- actually a woman or a man? I said, well... 
There's a way to tell if you look at their throat. Okay? Because a transgender male who wants to be female is still, is still going to have sticking at the middle of their throat something called the Adam's apple. It's that little lump in our throat where we, we sit there with our finger and we go like this to it. We sound kind of funny talking, don't we? We sound like we're a Cylon of really antiquated material. Almost like an alien. I said, oh, and by the way, there's one other way. If they if they see a they see an actual woman walking by and they uh, they start saluting from the wrong sec, from the wrong end of the body. Needless to say, I made them laugh because they thought I was joking. I wasn't joking. I said I don't give two shits. But there's one place I do give a shit. And that's in our military. We have to have a strong military. Placing transgender in the military is asking for trouble. It will definitely cause issues. And for that one person in the that one I think it was one Pentagon official who said that it didn't that having a trans, having transgenders in in the military did not cause morale issues or anything like that. I beg to differ. I'm willing to bet there were soldiers in that when they found out they were hanging out with a transgender soldier, it caused a morale issue. I'm willing to bet. Not many soldiers are going to say anything because they don't want to hear the 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 backlash over it. That's the one thing about it that they don't talk about in these stories. Now, let's say for the sake of this discussion, guys, all right, I was still serving in the military. And a transgender soldier spots me. They're new to the base. They need to know where something is. Say the dispensary. Now, of course... I'm not going to be disrespectful because as an NCO, that's the one thing you don't do. You do not disrespect a soldier. I will point them in the direction of the dispensary. If they make any kind of quote-unquote flirtatious advances, for lack of a better way of putting it, I will tell that soldier right to their face, Back off, soldier, right now. And believe me, I will file a report. But something tells me most soldiers would tell them to back off and not say anything afterwards. Why? Because it's an embarrassing and compromising situation. And their morale could have been affected very easily. Now, if I'm a soldier on the battlefield and I've got transgender soldiers in my unit and if I don't know it right away and they start acting strange, that puts the unit in jeopardy. 
that puts my that puts all of my soldiers at risk. The last place you need that kind of insanity is on the battlefield. It's not a question of cowardice. It's a question of emotional stability. That can cause major problems. Okay? Problems no soldier on the battlefield should ever be subjected to. I know what I'm saying is probably going to cause a lot of uh, people to scratch their heads and go, well, you sound like you're, uh, like you're a homophobe and all this shit. Well, no. I'm just being straightforward and to the point honest. I'm being brutally honest. The one place they don't belong is on a battlefield. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. All right, moving on, people. But before I do, let me let me get some comments here from Cherokee Rose. Uh, there we go. Why is transgender even an issue in the military? Military should be about serving and defending our country. I agree with you, Cherokee Rose. It it should be strictly for that purpose. But as I but I hope you understand that what what I that what I just pointed out can have detrimental, even devastating impacts on soldiers' morale, especially on the battlefield. It can cause a major issue. Gender dysphoria, because of the transitioning medications, can cause extreme emotional backlash and place everyone at risk. That's why I say they don't belong on the battlefield. And transgenderism, spelling is about right. You put ism, ism, at the end of any, any word... It kind of fits. Like, for example, sinserisms. Yes, there are things called sinserisms, where you sit there and you laugh and you joke and you make people laugh to the point where they're spitting coffee out their nose. Oh, wait a minute. That might be, a, a, a little disgusting and B, a little too hot for the sinus cavities. Never mind, I said that. Uh... And, and like Cherokee Rose said, you know, sad what's being done to our country. And, she's, and I agree with her. Our country is being put through a, a, a proverbial ringer. Obama was the beginning of the fall of America. I could certainly agree with that 100%. Barack Obama was the, be, was the beginning of the end of, of, American way, of the American way of life that many of us grew up with. Hey, I grew up with a mom and a dad. I grew up with a brother and two sisters. In fact, my two sisters, my surviving siblings, if they actually listen to this broadcast, I'm going to say this for the oldest of the two sisters. And for the other sister... 
but I say it with I say it because I love my siblings, and I wouldn't you know I wouldn't want to cause any any real big problems. So I'm gonna I will joke with them, even on the air. Well, face to face too, but you know. Uh, Obama, he hates America. Are you now? When you said hate, he he hates. <laughs> yes, the tongue is now blocking the eye teeth once again, ladies and gentlemen, so that I cannot see what I'm saying. Oh boy, try again. When you said he hates America and the military, were you referring to Obama, Biden, or both? Uh, yes. I had a feeling Gutslinger was going to say that. <laughs> well, well. by the way, she's laughing out loud saying, cool, sinserisms. Well, here's another sinser. Oh, uh, yes, Obama. <clears throat> uh, but Biden, too? I think, I think it's a combination of both. Well, here's a... You know what? I should have a... I should institute a segment in this broadcast called, Here is the Latest Sinserism. When you do the five-finger salute off the nose. Can that actually be considered a sinserism, I wonder? I'll have to think about that. And, and Cherokee Rose says in regards to the segment, yes, you should, laughing out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's official. There will be a segment tomorrow night entitled Sinserisms. Now I got to think of some good Sinserisms <laughs> for tomorrow night. I'll have, uh, hopefully I'll have some good ones for tomorrow. <clears throat> Ahem. Moving on. Here is the next next item item for discussion discussion on on Firefox Firefox News Online. God, I love that echo effect just a little too much. Los Angeles top prosecutor is set to erase gang unit. Oh, that's real intelligent. Los Angeles County's top prosecutor is reimagining, renaming, and downsizing to eliminate a unit within his office that handles gang-related cases. The unit is slated to be decentralized under George Gaskin's leadership with a number of prosecutors. Oh, excuse me. Goodness. With a number of prosecutors. Oh, come on. First I get gas, now I got a yawn. I'm going to try that one more time. If I, if I can't see what I'm saying because I'm blo- my tongue's blocking the eye teeth, I yawn or I burp. What the hell, man? Or, is, or to quote Joe Biden, come on, man. Yeah. With a number of prosecutors in the hardcore gang unit, 
expected to be transferred to other units. The unit currently has around 700 active cases. Branch offices will get a special trial lawyer slash gang coordinator to assist prosecutors in absorbing the cases. New gang or gun allegations will be filed. Critics of the move argue it will result in more violence in communities. In a statement to Fox News, Los Angeles, Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanova called the move a suicide pact. While gang members are busy driving up L.A. County's homicide rate, D.A. Gaskin is now dismantling the hardcore gang unit that works with local law enforcement, he said. This is not reform. This is, be- this is beginning to look more like a suicide pact. Prosecutors also had sharp words for Gaskin. Los Angeles prosecutor Jonathan Hatami tweeted Wednesday, It is a sad day for L.A. The gang and narcotics units have both been slashed in half. This will lead to more violence on our streets and more victims in our communities. And it puts public safety at greater risk. Prosecutors working gang cases will be asked to set up community liaison relationships working with relevant police agencies to target specific gangs and gang members in an effort to reduce community violence. The source, this is, and by the way, this is according to a source, the source said that prosecutors in the unit were told to wait for a phone call about their new assignments. If they chose to not remain in the unit, in, to remain in the new unit, or whatever unit they are transferred to, a request for reconsideration will be honored. None of us will be asked to do anything we don't want to do, according to the source. The controversial changes come amid a series of criminal justice reforms implemented in the months since Gaskin took office and have sparked nationwide backlash, but also praise from criminal justice advocates. In addition to halting efforts to change to charge juvenile suspects as adults, Gaskin has also barred his prosecutors from attending parole hearings to oppose the release of prisoner inmate of prison inmates from seeking the death penalty and has done away with enhancement charges which add a significant amount of time to the prison system. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> significant amount of time to the prison sentences of convicted criminal suspects. You laugh. This is getting annoying. I, I'm right in the middle of a sentence and I yawn. I'm not bored, folks. My body's running out of gas. Don't uh, say that, George. Don't say that. It's you, George. Don't say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Recently, Gaskin's office blocked one of the of his prosecutors from filing. Oh come on! I need to get a chance to start the the, the freaking paragraph. 
So recently, Gaskin's office blocked one of his prosecutors from filing gang enhancement charges against an MS-13 gang member accused of viciously assaulting a transgender woman inside a park. Loved ones of crime victims have repeatedly blasted the chief prosecutor for not supposedly favoring the rights of criminal for for not supposedly favoring the rights of criminals over victims. Desiree Andriad said earlier this month he'd be a great public defender. The district attorney's office is about protecting is about protecting us victims. I feel like nobody has our back and it's sad. In his first 100 days, his office has withdrawn 77 motions to transfer minors to adult court. Gaskin and his backers argue the reforms reduce recidivism and systemic inequities, almost got tongue-tied there, folks, within the criminal justice system. Okay, so so this bird brain, this fuckhead in Los Angeles, this prosecutor, Gaskin, uh, blocked one of his prosecutors from filing gang enhancement charges against an MS-13 gang member who was accused of vicious of viciously assaulting someone inside a park. Okay. That person ends up getting out of getting off because of your fuck up and someone dies as a result. I feel that the person that not only should the person from the MS from MS13 be held accountable, but so should Gaskin. This is insane. Okay? This this ass clown wants to turn around and basically like the like the headline says erase gang units i mean there are according to this there are currently 700 roughly around 700 active cases what the fuck yeah, I understand it's Los Angeles, California. But give me a fucking break here. Gunslinger, I am starting to wonder if 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 you're if you're having if you're if if if, if Skype likes you or not. Kind of wonder that myself. Everything's nice and green, all the lights are lit up on the Modem, everything, everything's working on my end. It's their end, as usual. Microsoft, what do you expect? <laughs> oh, <clears throat> but you know, with this, with, with these gang units, you ought to go and you ought to go and look up on YouTube. Just put gang documentaries in the search. You know, you'll come up with quite a few of them. Well, I've seen quite a few <clears throat> gangs and all this shit. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Well, about then, okay. This is true shit. This is actually on the fucking street in their turf wars, and oh well, uh, gang initiations. Oh, go kill that motherfucker over there. 
This is what these, they're not humans, I'm sorry. They're animals. They are savage animals that need to be put down. Okay? You know, my little icon on some on my uh, on my some of my emails. You know, the Rat Patrol. That's what needs to happen in gang-infested areas. Okay, because what good are they? Are they a good to society? Are they full of scientific people? Are they full of trades people? Are they full of scholars and all this shit? Something that you would want in society. No, they're nothing but filthy, rotten, criminal savages. That's all they are. That's all they'll ever be. There may, may, may be a escape the prison that they're in, okay? But very little. Most of the time, these young gang members, hell, they're fucking dead by the time they're 16 years old. What a life. Wow. Okay? And they're into prostitution and drugs and Name it, criminality you got, you know, the whole nine yards. I called into a talk show here in Dallas many years ago. I forget what the name of it was. But they was talking about the gangs, in, not necessarily in Dallas, but any major city for that matter. And I think this was the Dallas County Sheriff at the time this guy was interviewing. And I called in, and I told him, I said, well, you know, the simple solution for that is get you a big old fucking stadium Invite all these gang members into these stadiums. Arm them. Arm them to the hilt. Somewhere out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt. On one end of the arena, you have a big old deep hole. So it's probably 50 feet deep. And on the other end of the arena, you have them about them 80,000-pound cat diesel fucking bulldozers. Okay? And let them, let them go to town. Let them shoot each other. Let them kill each other every fucking thing, and then when it's all over, fire up them big old diesel cats, fill that hole in, and you know what you say, next, and you know what, that Dallas County Sheriff agreed with me. He agreed with me. Because there will be no end to this unless you take harsh actions, okay? Unless you take real harsh actions and getting rid of a gang unit, do they do any good? I don't know. There's still gangs out there, isn't there? They haven't eliminated them, have they? No. Will they? No. I think they want this shit because it keeps them in business in most cases. Or at least they used to. Okay. But for the for the majority of it, I mean, if we can put a machine on, on Mars, how come we can't get rid of these gang units? Is it more complicated than putting a fucking machine on fucking Mars? <laughs> I guess it is. Or somebody wants it to continue. Go ahead. I'll tell you why they're they're having a hard time uh, dealing with these gangs and everything. It's real simple. Think about it, Gunslinger. You got Democrats running the fucking show. Need I say more? Mike, yeah, you're up. Point there, yeah. <laughs> Mikey. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking down this Gascon's biography, and um, he was the DA 
in uh, he, his last job he had before this one, he was a DA in San Francisco. And guess what? Crime went up under his watch in San Francisco. So are we are we gonna you know are we gonna watch crime go up in uh in and, you know, gang crime and crime in general go up in L.A.? Yes, we are. And we, I think we've already seen that. And they tried to recall him, but it doesn't seem to have worked. Uh, you know, they, they, people don't want him there now. And, of course, he's, of course he's a Democrat, right? Of course. And we know what they're, you know... Democrats are all for crime. I mean, look, all these fucking sanctuary cities and all this stuff. That's that's going against the crime. Uh, that's going against the crimes. Uh, that's going against the laws of the nation about you know these illegal aliens and stuff like that. So I mean, they're for crime. Hell, they're they're criminals. For the most part, the Democrats are criminals. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you know, there aren't any on the Republican side, or be it. But generally speaking, Democrats are criminals. See the Clintons. See, you know, any number of these Democrats. See hell. See fucking Joe Biden. Oh, he got fired. Son of a bitch. He got fired. You know, he's a freaking criminal so what do you expect when a democrat like you said george what do you expect to see when a democrat runs the show in anything in particular if you got a guy who's a da which gascon is he's the la county da now all right what do you expect crime to do to be doing in la county george back to you well, all right. Prosecutors that do not, okay, and I cannot stress this enough. Prosecutors who do not have the balls to stand up and say with, with a clear voice, this is my job. This is what I'm required to do. Now, what I need is, a, is an anti-crime, anti-gang unit that's going to have the brass balls to stand up to these gang members. Prosecutors who are going to push to, to, push to the wall to get them to get a, a proper conviction. Even if it means upping the ante. But that's me. That's what the kind of prosecutor I would be. Democrat prosecutors, however, have a different view, a different vision. They believe that you have to coddle the criminal, you see. So, like, like the southern border incursions, okay? I mean, think about it, Mikey. Think about it. All those poor, innocent, illegal aliens 
who know that crossing our border means they're violating our laws, but don't give two shits because you've got a politician in the Oval Office that says, well, son of a bitch, come on in. Um, if, as a prosecutor, if I were a Democrat prosecutor, however, I'd be more loving, more compassionate, more understanding. Because it's not their fault that they commit these crimes. It's the victim's fault they commit these crimes. Don't you understand? We can't blame the criminal. We have to put the blame where it belongs, on the victims. That's the reverse mentality of these prosecutors when they do stupid shit like this. Sound about right? Uh, sounds about right to me. Now bear with me, folks. I'm actually, even though I know caffeine doesn't work anymore, real. I'm in the ki I'm in the kitchen real, getting real a cup of coffee. So, of what are you saying, Gun? Well, real fast before you run out of time, or uh, looking at FFNO three-minute clip there, but it's a, it's the U.S. Air Force Honor Guard. Man, I wish I could do shit like that. I, I trip over my fucking feet if I even try to dance or anything, but look at these, look at these guards. I don't know. Wow. Talk about coordination. I just found it. The Honor Guards? Yeah, the U.S. Air Force Honor, Honor Guard. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow, US, whether it's the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, or the Marines, or the Coast Guard, these honor guards do an amazing, amazing thing. They're, they're, they, they, they practice and train on a very regular basis. So what you're seeing in that clip, if it's precision right down to the nanosecond, brother, you're seeing the oh, best yeah. of the best doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I've seen many a clip like that. Okay? I've seen many a clip like that. But I'll tell you what. I remember standing honor guard carrying, holding, carrying the American flag when Lieutenant Colonel Daniel King passed away. I was in the honor guard. I was part of the honor guard that stood at his funeral. And there is no greater honor, no greater honor for a soldier than to stand honor guard for one of his fallen fellows, enlisted or officer. So you look at something like that, in fact, what I'm going to do, uh, let me see if I can uh, pop this open. Of course, I got to fight with my fingers to actually get things to click here. Come on, fingers, work with me. No. What? No. Oh, fingers are going to be temperamental. <laughs> 
Yeah, when when you see folks, uh, wait till you see this. I I swear to God, this is the most incredible. If you've never seen an honor guard do its job, okay. If you've never seen them do what they do so well, it is. It is incredible. Now, let me see if I can bring this up on screen here. I want you to see this. I truly want you to see something extraordinary. Um, and then once this concludes, I will uh, then uh, turn to my callers on the line and offer them the opportunity as always for their final thought of the evening before i render mine so here we go it's a little bit wider than it really should be uh, as far as the view is concerned that you're seeing but i have it i have it preset so i apologize for the for the slightly distorted view in fact let me see if i can fix that for you just a little bit let's see here That's about right. I'll move that over to center. There we go. Now that should look just about right. And it does. All right. Here we go, folks. Watch what these watch these men and women do their absolute fantastic best. Uh, I I need to uh Make sure a wine. I get, before I I do anything, let, let me see if I can wind this back. There. Now watch what they do. Oh, that is absolutely phenomenal. you're seeing is an incredible display ladies and gentlemen an absolutely incredible display those of you who are watching who are listening by the radio side go to rumble.com slash the ibn 
uh, either later to, either later tonight or sometime during the day tomorrow. And check out these incredible airmen. They really are that damn good. Look at this group here. That, ladies and gentlemen, was absolutely amazing. And even even Iggy Mom, watching by way of Twitch.tv, says, if you ever get the chance, go see them live. They are amazing. These incredible, and I do mean incredible, airmen of the United States Air Force Honor Guard, they do something. Let me tell you something. I'm all thumbs. I'm butterfingers. <laughs> That's this kind of stuff right here. No way could I ever do that. I'm serious. I, I'd, I'd probably toss the thing in the air and, and come land, come crashing down on top of somebody's head with with the bayonet side sticking out of their their skull and they're looking up going. Gee, I feel a lot of air on the top of my head. I wonder why. All jokes aside, they did incredible. Now, let me just point out that there are many, there are several different types of honor guard. There's an honor guard for funeral processions. Honor guards, like what you're seeing right here, which is the most common, okay? These, and, and by the way, the Air Force is not the only military organization that has an honor guard like this the army marine corps navy and coast guard have their own precision honor guards but to see the air force do it i mean these guys practice all the time they don't they go in they they, they do their morning pt they finish that have breakfast as soon as breakfast is over, they go to practice. They get done practice. They rest for about an hour, go to lunch, have lunch, go right back to practice. They practice at least two, sometimes three times a day. Minimum. How do I know? I've got friends of mine that have told me about their family members who have you know, served in, 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 the, in the Air Force that have seen these guys practicing that much that much so way to go guys way to go now i've got one final story i want to get to tonight mike already left um 
Sadly, he won't. He's already gone, so he, he won't. He, he'll, he won't be able to do his uh, final thought thing. Uh, but Gunslinger is here, and I'll, as always, give him the opportunity for a final thought. But there's one last story that I want to that I found today that I want to bring to your attention, and it's uh, a little bit more of a. Uh, this this is a this is a tug at the heartstrings kind of story. All right, I gotta wait for a video to start before I can do it. It sucks, but what are you gonna do? There. Now, an Ohio restaurant receives one thousand dollars. A $1,000 tip despite a chaotic, low-staffed night. Check this out, everybody. Despite a particularly challenging night, a Mexican restaurant in Ohio still received support and a generous tip from its loyal customers. On Sunday, the battleground in Kent, Ohio, apologized to customers in a Facebook post for less than stellar experience, for a less than stellar experience at the restaurant on Saturday night. We have had better days than last Saturday at Battleground, the restaurant wrote. If you were one of the people who were there on Saturday, there is a good chance that you waited a long time for your food or drinks, had your takeout order mishandled, or couldn't get a seat at all. For that, we are deeply sorry, and please, don't write us off just yet. According to the Post, the battleground had long wait times for tables, low staff, and disgruntled customers, including some who had to wait for an hour to be served. In a word, the restaurant described the night as chaos. But what we will remember from that evening is not the misery but the tremendous kindness and patience shown by the people who were there during the chaos the battleground wrote the empathy of our regular customers who believe in what we are trying to do the generosity and encouragement of customers who had never been here before and saw that we were struggling the restaurant went on to say that by the end of the night, there was just one couple left who had essentially spent the entire evening at the battleground because of how long it took for them to get their drinks and food. They asked if we could gather the staff and if they could talk to us, the restaurant wrote. The gentleman a local business owner, looked at our understaffed and exhausted team and encouraged them to keep working, not to give up. Then he gave the servers and kitchen staff a $1,000 tip. According to the Kent Ravina Record Courier, the tip was split among four servers and two cooks. The couple who chose to remain anonymous, 
told the newspaper that they wanted to let the restaurant staff know they understood how difficult the evening was. Just, there were just so many emotions that night, and this was the cherry on top. Rosie Nodden, the Battlegrounds co-owner and manager, told the Record Courier, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Their server, he didn't know what to say. The Battleground ended its Facebook post by apologizing again for the night and thanking its loyal customers for their encouragement. If you got bad service on Saturday, we are truly sorry. Come back. We promise we will do better. If you are already a part of our community, we appreciate your support, the Battleground wrote. According to the Facebook post, the restaurant opened just six weeks before the coronavirus pandemic hit the U.S. last year. Co-owner Kirk Noden told the Record Courier that the Battleground has reopened three times since its original opening because of the pandemic. You know, I have read many a heart tug a heart tug uh, tug at the heartstring story this pandemic has cost many it has done a lot of damage thanks a lot china thank you for the for the, for the china bug you've destroyed lives cost millions But here's a story about a restaurant. Kind of reminds me of the little engine that could. They fought tooth and nail to keep going against the odds. And look what they were able to accomplish. And because this one business owner saw a a situation that was beyond their control. That was beyond what they could, you know, what anyone expected. And saw that they were trying so hard. They tried so hard to keep going that he gave them a $1,000 tip divided among four servers and two cooks. Now, I'm no mathematician. That's why I do the fuzzy math. Okay? But if you divide $1,000 between six people, that's roughly about $166 and change. Yeah. It's not about the money, believe it or not. It's about one business owner's heart that said, hey, I understand what you're going through. Just don't give up. That's all I ask. 
America, we cannot afford to give up, can we? On that note, in any comments you have, if you want to include them in your final thought, fire away, gunslinger. Well, you know, yeah, that was a very good thing that uh, the guy did. Yeah, absolutely. You know, times are pretty hard, especially for the restaurant staff and all that stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very nice. Very nice to do. Uh, but I don't know. You know, the whole fucking situation with everything is fucked up. <laughs> that would be the final thought. Fucked up. How's it going to get unfucked? <clears throat> Somebody like Trump better get back in there pretty damn fast. Or this country's not going to fucking make it. With the way he's doing right now, you know, Joe Blow and Sleepy Toe and Camel Toe there. Uh, increasing taxes and all this shit and all, and opening the borders and all this shit. Aye, 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 we're being invaded. <laughs> you know, I, how, how much longer can a house of cards sustain itself when it's made out of cards now? Thanks to Joe Joe Ho Ho, you know, and his bullshit. He ain't even been in there three months, about three months or less. He's already destroyed the country and going downhill even further. So, <laughs> better get ready to lock and load there, as the old saying goes, because that day's coming. Go ahead. Catch you later. Well, I'll tell you what. Between, between you, me, and the four winds, eventually it's going to come to a head on the southern border. It's going to come to a boiling point because the southern border states are going to have had enough. Enough of illegals crossing the border and disappearing in their state without being tested for COVID or anything like that. You want to, you want to talk about uniting the country, Mr. Biden? I got a great idea for you. Here's a great idea. You and Camel Toe resign. We have a special election. We put Donald Trump where he belongs. And that'll great that'll go a great a long way toward unifying the country. But in the meantime, close the southern border, finish the wall, stop being an asshole and take every last one of these illegals that have come into this country and send them back. Send them packing. Because the longer they are allowed to come into this country, not get tested, and just disappear in America, you are placing the American people at risk. You are endangering the lives of every American citizen, every American born and raised in this country. America, how long is it going to take for you to wake up and realize that's exactly what's happening? What's it going to take? Do people have to start dying day after day before America wakes up and smells the coffee? And last but certainly not least, in regards to the uh, restaurant, uh, the battleground, We're all suffering through tough times, some a lot more than others. But you and your and your your fellows at the at the battleground restaurant, you held your heads up high. 
You did the very best you could do, and that's all anyone could ever ask of you, especially in a situation that is not of America's making. So to the people of the Battleground Restaurant, that $1,000 tip doesn't mean as much as the heartfelt words you wrote on Facebook expressing how very sorry you are for the way things turned out that night. But it wasn't your fault. Things just happened the way they did. You were understaffed, undermanned, and running ragged. But your loyal customers saw that. And even the new customers saw that. And that business owner, whoever you are, your generosity reminds me of something I learned as a child a long time ago. I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember the exact wording. And if my sister Louise were here, she'd probably remember it right off the bat. And probably tell you too. When anyone cares for, for the less fortunate, when you care for those who, who, are, who are having a hard time caring for themselves, and you do so in my name, You do, if you do so in, in my name for the least fortunate, it's kind of like you're saying, hey, don't give up. God didn't give up on you. Don't you give up either. Something along those lines. When I was homeless and living in my van, I didn't give up. Obviously, I didn't give up because I'm here. And there were people that I met during that time, total strangers, that reached out to me. So what this business owner did for the people of that restaurant, for the servers and the cooks, God will bless that business owner. abundantly maybe he already has and he was just sharing the blessing by giving that tip which to him or her might have not been all that much but it's not the amount that's important it's the fact that it was given from the heart that's what's important Look out for one another, America. These are difficult times. The senior citizens, the disabled, they need to know that there are people out there who care. And before I start bawling like a two-year-old, because this story does touch the, does tuck a, tug at the heartstrings, I want to thank Iggy Mom and Cherokee Rose, Gunslinger and Mike from Louisiana, 
and all of you watching and listening by archives. Remember, you can catch this complete episode on rumble.com slash the FFNO IBN. And I agree, Cherokee Rose, never give up. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Y'all be good. If you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. You know, I am so shocked that I can say that that fast, but yet through the whole broadcast, at times, I got tongue-tied. Oh, boy. Go figure. (laughs) And on that note, folks, I think it's time for me to hit that outro. Uh, uh Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I for, uh nope, not that. Uh nope, not that one either. Uh wait a minute. Uh a whole lot. Uh e- eedy beedy bitey. There it is. Hey Mo! No, 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 no. And away we go. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. You can catch Firefox News Online Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Go to MeWe.com slash Firefox News Online or Gab.com slash Firefox News Online for the links to the live broadcast. And if you have any comments you'd like to send our way, we'd love to hear from you. Write to comments at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's comments at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. If that email address is not working, the host will inform you to use the alternate address, and that is comments at Journalist.com. Once again, that is comments at Journalist.com. The views and opinions that were expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or these broadcasting services. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division, all one and the same, adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. So let it be written. So let it be done. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.